0: Uh, Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Keystone Schools podcast, Keystone Unplugged. This podcast will have multiple Keystone staff members hosting each episode and provide you, our Keystone student and families, with valuable information on resources to help you with your educational journey. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy week's topic on Keystone Unplugged is how to maintain motivation in the courses you're enrolled into, hosted by student success advisor, Bridget Blosser, and the elementary fourth and fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Jill Dent. Hi, everybody. I'm excited to be here. Over the next 20 minutes, we're going to highlight intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation and how that plays into the cycle of motivation that students are likely to fall into. And then finally, how as learning coaches, support persons, and students, we can work to maintain motivation. So the first thing that we should do here today is define motivation and how it applies to independent online learning. From the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, motivation can be defined as the act or process of giving someone a reason for doing something, which, let's be honest here, is a big component of independent learning. Finding a reason to do your coursework each day can be a big challenge. And motivation itself isn't something that just applies to schoolwork. It's what we use every day to keep us going, moving from task to task. And within that umbrella of motivation, there are two main types that we talk about, intrinsic and extrinsic. Intrinsic motivation is that inward motivation that you feel that pushes you forward to finish something that was waiting for you. Like when you finish a huge project that's been on your plate, and even though you didn't receive anything material for your effort, you feel proud of yourself at your accomplishment, and this pushes you to keep going. To complete more things out of a desire to keep going and making progress. This is something that you develop over time, something that as a child or teenager we may not have seen the value in, but become something that we take pride in now. Extrinsic motivation in comparison is the motivation you receive from an outward source. These tend to be tangible rewards that are provided for meeting goals. The best example that I can think of is, I remember as a kid, there were families who would do like chore bucks, uh, where if you sweep the floor, you get a dollar, which might get you 30 minutes of video game time. And this can be applied in a very similar way for school, stickers or video game or tablet time in exchange for meeting those daily or weekly goals that are set for students. Now, throughout our lives, we use both intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, things as simple as, if I clean the dishes, I'll treat myself to some ice cream in the freezer as a way to get us to do something that we may not necessarily want to do. However, we do want to work towards more intrinsic forms of motivation as well. Keeping with my earlier reference, ice cream once in a while is good, but you don't want to use it for every situation. Jill, I'm sure that you've seen this a lot in your time here at Keystone and with your own family. Uh, What experiences have you had with students and people's motivation in general?
1: Sure. Um, I'd love to say that I see a correlation between age and intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. But I have kind of seen um, both to be true across multiple grade levels, over the different grade levels I've taught from very young kids to all the way up to seniors. Um, But I think often with families that I work with now, so the younger ages, I like to step back and set small goals with them. So I'll look at the bigger picture and then we break it into weeks or even into daily schedule. And it helps with these students to avoid feelings of overwhelm, which is ultimately what we want to avoid. Families actually can do this alone. They don't necessarily need me. It's just kind of nice to have somebody there to help guide you. You know, they can just check in with progress and then break things down into smaller chunks again, which makes it feel a little bit more manageable when you're looking at a big picture. Yeah. You have 50% more to go. That seems like a lot, but then if you look at it weekly or even daily, Hey, let's look at doing 5% a week for 10 weeks, still, 50% of the course, but it feels a little bit more manageable and easier to do in those smaller chunks. It's also really important to make sure you're celebrating those successes. So when you meet that 5%, you wanna celebrate when you achieve them. Even with an intrinsically motivated student, that goal setting can be helpful. Their reward might just be reaching the goal and doing well, where you might have an extrinsically motivated student who they need that more tangible reward, but either way, this sort of path where you're breaking it down can help to lessen that overwhelm for either type of learner. And that helps, um, I've seen, that provides to be um, kind of an easy path to success.
0: Absolutely. And that's an excellent point, Jill. And to add to that, motivation (laughs) isn't a constant. You're likely feeling that now, in the thick of your courses, you may be less motivated than you were at the start of the year. And that's okay because motivation is a cycle. As we've just discussed, it's likely that your motivation, your reason for doing something, is likely to ebb and flow throughout your year. You aren't expected to run at 100% all the time. However, being able to acknowledge this and continue moving forward is something that's super important. Just maybe you're working at 60% instead of the 100% that you had earlier or at a different time in your year. Even now, here at the end of October, you may see yourself waning in terms of that motivation. The newness of your school year has worn off. You may be struggling to complete the same workload now that you did then, and that's okay. Making sure to manage your expectations and your schedule to match these things is important. And working together as a team, uh, the student with their support system can really help alleviate those feelings that you may have right now and throughout the winter season. Uh, Make sure to check in regularly. And as Jill had said, set up those goals and celebrate when you meet those goals. Then for many students at the start of the new school, the new year, students may find that this may be a great point to restart. Uh, another high point in their school year, as it were. Uh, it's a chance where many people, not even just students, make resolutions, whether it's to complete more schoolwork or get back on track with things that they had missed uh, for, those, for those that lost this along their way. And that cycle begins again.
1: Yeah, and i th- I think in having all this background about motivation and the types of motivation ultimately we have to focus on what the, the brand question is when it comes to motivation. So the question is what happens when it stops when my students no longer pushing forward. Uh, just like you mentioned with the cycles of motivation there are going to be times where you're super energized and times when it feels impossible to move forward. And Great point about, you know, maybe you're motivated only 60% this time versus 100%. But I do think that, you know making sure you at least have some sort of motivation throughout the year is really important to focus on i mean i experienced this cycle throughout my school year as well i get into a little lull during the summer i might do some planning it's a little more relaxed i might work on bigger projects that i didn't get a chance to do throughout some busier times and then when it comes time for that traditional school year to start with the influx of enrollments i'm geared up and ready to roll But then usually by October, I'm feeling pretty burned out and my focus is lost again. And so I might step aside and do something that I had been pushing off and and take some time to adjust. So it happens to all of us. It's no wonder there are times and situations where students begin to lose steam when it happens to adults, too that cycle is going to change from student to student. Some are less motivated in the beginning of the year. You know, a lot of times we think that everybody's super motivated to get started in the beginning of the year, but coming off of that long summer, it's hard to pick up that pace. Um, But they will eventually, sometimes those students start to see progress and they get into the swing of things, they feel comfortable, and then they're ready to go. And then there's the others that lose that steam after your initial push, you get in there, you go full force, kind of a sprint, and then you lose that steam. So the question is, how can we maintain that motivation more consistently throughout the school year? Like that 60% that you mentioned, at least keeping it somewhere where it's always some motivation moving along.
0: That's such a great question, Jill. I know that from a student success advisor perspective, we deal with that a lot. When kids who find themselves at that burnout point and trying to find their way back can be difficult. I know that when I talk to families, especially at the beginning of the year, I really try to stress the importance of setting realistic and healthy goals for themselves. So many families log in to their courses and see a full year's worth of material in front of them and feel overwhelmed or that this is impossible to do, especially when you're looking at that many assignments and all of that information. Maintaining a regular schedule and knowing when you want to take breaks and building them into your schedule and then checking in regularly, not just to hold everyone accountable for their part, whether it's the student or the learning coach or the support person, but again. As we've said so many times today to celebrate meeting those goals, Uh, even if it's a tiny daily goal, you know, maybe this is the first time in a week where you scheduled to finish four assignments and you did it. Making sure to celebrate that uh, can go a long way to making sure that students stay up on their work and motivate them again to move forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, celebration and excitement, i got to emphasize, it's definitely important at any grade level. You know, I think we forget, but our kids are always watching us. They model their behavior and their attitudes after our own. So as a support person for your student at home, focusing on staying positive is really important. It's hard sometimes, but it's important. I mean, we all have our days where it's hard to maintain that positive attitude. I know that as a parent, Um, but when you see things moving or when your student sees things moving in a positive direction and you have a positive attitude towards the day, um, it's more likely they're going to maybe follow suit. Maybe not always, but it's more likely than if you were to go into it with a negative attitude. So using that positive energy, you can also let that trickle into your daily lives. And what I mean by that is, you know, with the whole point of learning being applying to our daily lives, um, get excited and involve your kids when you see real life learning. If you're, for example, you see a sale going on and you're shopping at the store and your student's learning about percentages or decimals or something along those lines, get excited and apply it to what they are doing so that they can see that relevance. And that's gonna kind of gear them towards a more positive attitude towards learning instead of going, I don't understand why I don't have to learn that or why I have to learn this, you know? There it is, there's an example. If you happen to live in a place where something historical has happened, go there, discuss it with your student and let them see how it works into what they're learning. Guaranteed that if they are able to make those real life positive connections, the next history lesson is going to feel a little more exciting.
0: Those are such great points, Jill. Uh, I know personally that we all get frustrated and stressed by our daily lives and the things happening around us, especially over the last year. Uh, Sometimes even just stepping away, uh, taking a break to breathe, go for a walk, instead of trying to keep trudging on where you're going to start negatively associating what you're doing with the stress you're feeling. Uh, We've all been there, sitting there with our shoulders up to our ears as we try to keep typing another email, but every noise, everything we notice just seems to make the day worse. Being able to acknowledge that this isn't the way to continue on and coming back to things an hour or a day later can really help us to return to a better mindset. We don't have to go, go, go all the time. Taking care of ourselves, not only physically, but mentally as well, and passing those skills uh, down onto our students is so important.
1: Yep, absolutely. You're spot on there. And I think, um, you know, with all that said, this isn't the end all all of the solutions for motivation, right? If it were, then kids would be doing their work all the time with no complaints. But taking that reset is huge. So if you're frustrated, if you're losing that steam, reset first, but you may need to employ some other techniques. One thing that um, I have seen have a lot of success over the years And there's different schools of thought on this, but it's letting uh, your child take some ownership of their schooling. So often, you know, so much is out of their control. Things are laid out for them. Um, They have their schedule. They have the activities they have to do so they can feel a little out of control. If you can apply this ownership to areas where they have some say, maybe like looking at your schedule for the day or even the week together with your student, let your student complete the work in any order that they see fit within reason, obviously, but maybe if they love history and they want to do history all day, just only history. If they're motivated to do it, let it happen. Go with it. It's of course important you have to remind them, this is the tricky part, that all work needs to be completed. Um, But when they start to feel that success from the things that they do well and they see the progress in their coursework, it should trickle into even the most dreaded of courses. Success leads to success and so hopefully it kind of um, will go throughout each of the courses they're taking. Speaking of progress too, uh, make sure this is another thing you can do that gives a little ownership to your students. Um, Make sure it's something that you can review regularly with your students so when they look at those percentages or the progress bars moving forward, That's a motivator within itself. It's a good time to look at progress in smaller chunks, too. So sometimes you can look at the weekly progress. They might look at a week's progress, what they have for next week, or at least the way the elementary school is set up. They can do that and they can say, hey, I can do 3% of my coursework this week. It's, again, sometimes a lot easier than looking at something and going, oh, dear, I have 87% of my course left to complete. So again, taking those manageable smaller chunks can really help and go a long way.
0: Absolutely. Uh, This is actually one of my favorite things to discuss with families as a student success advisor. Uh, We make schedules for students in any grade, uh, kindergarten through 12th grade. But I know personally, I would rather make a weekly schedule for a student than a daily one. Uh, giving, this gives students the agency to say, I don't want to do math on Mondays. It's hard, we're just coming back from the weekend, and it's too difficult to focus on that then. Uh, but they know that you have goals set that say, okay, you don't have to do math on Monday, but you need to submit three math assignments this week so you can split them up from Tuesday through Friday instead. And as Jill said, that sense of ownership and agency can be something that students are looking for. Kids who are frustrated by trying to do everything every day may flourish if they're allowed to organize their day based on what works for them at the current time, while still keeping both those short-term and long-term goals in mind.
1: Yep, exactly. And admittedly, again, sometimes this isn't enough you know there are lots of things that motivate students all students are motivated differently so it does go back a little bit to that intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation you got to figure out what type of student you have on your hands or what intrinsically motivates them versus what extrinsically motivates them often with the younger kiddos um, they're usually more externally motivated feel free to implement some sort of reward system in your home. That can be really helpful. Uh, It can be something like a daily reward where they earn a little treat or a little prize from a prize box for a job well done. Think of you know, going to the dollar store and loading up on little, little dollar things you can put in a box. And then they they just get that to know that they've done a good job and it keeps them moving. Or you could make this a larger, more long-term reward. You could do, going back to what Bridget had talked about, um, sticker charts, or I I remember from school, the marbles. Uh, you would take a marble from, from one jar and put it in another. And when that jar is filled up, then you get to have your treat, whatever it is. So maybe you go to the movies, the playground or, you You have a trip planned so many stickers could also lead to a day of rest so you get a day off and you can do a little self-care i will say even without those rewards self-care days can be really helpful motivators just in themselves so even if you take off a day you know you know you work hard and then you play hard you just have to be really careful to balance that because if you take off too much time it's sort of hard to get back into a good groove so a little balance goes a long way there
0: Absolutely. And then to close things up for today, I'd like to end with a quote from Buddha who said, endurance is one of the most difficult disciplines, but it is to him who endures that the final victory comes. We're all running our own races over the course of our lifetimes. Making sure to take care of ourselves along the way is important. You may be at a jog right now, but it's about the progress over time and taking that time when you need it.
1: Yep. And make sure, too, that you celebrate those victories. Don't forget, celebrate your victories with your child because you're both enduring. Even when you feel like you're standing still, you are making that progress. So keep going.
0: And I do want to thank you so much again, Mrs. Jill Dent, for joining us this week on Keystone Unplugged, the Keystone Schools podcast series. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And we want to thank you all so much for joining us this week and make sure to like rate subscribe and review this podcast from wherever you've decided to join us from today and tune in next time to continue your live while learning journey with us, the Keystone school.